0: Do you like aliens, UFOs, cryptids, and the supernatural? What about self-defecating humor? Uh, actually, it's self-deprecating humor. Well, you may both be right. Alien Theorist Theorizing is a comedy podcast that examines cases like Roswell, Bigfoot, or the Atacama Alien. If any of these topics pique your interest, subscribe to Alien Theorist Theorizing free anywhere you find podcasts or go to alientheorists.com.
1: Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to that Trippy Show. If you haven't yet, check out our special guest episode with Al Franken this week. It, it, we dropped it a few days ago. It, it's getting a lot of listens, and if you haven't uh, heard it, uh, you really need to. And we'll link to it in the show notes. It's look—he's he, he, very serious. There are some funny parts, but you know his his thoughtful read on what's going on. I think
0: is really important, uh, and he's a great voice for the cause. That's, that's yeah. what got me. I mean, he was like, you, you knew he'd be funny. You knew he'd have some good one-liners, but like his, he really knows his stuff Yeah, he and does. the way he's able to kind of explain it really, really tightly and, and in, a, in a way that's understandable to a lot of people was, yeah, I, so, I think that was a pleasant surprise. So
1: yeah, I, I agree. And from, you know, filibuster reform to, to, uh, what's wrong with the Senate, uh, his experience there, how he got involved in politics or caught the bug in the first place. I mean, all really interesting stuff, and his read on the media—you know—from where he started Air America to what we're seeing now with Fox and you know, in the right-wing outrage machine—all all really interesting stuff. I I hope you'll give it a listen. So, also, if you're looking to help those affected by Hurricane Ian, we'll include a link in the show notes with charities that you can help. People really need help down there, and uh, we all should pitch in. That's what—that's uh, uh, the whole thing about common you know, cause, common purpose, and and helping our neighbors is real important if, if you have the wherewithal to do it. We've got less than six
0: weeks until Election Day. Alex, where should we get started today? So I, I wanted to go to Arizona, but but more generally, we're, we're kind of past the point where primary season's over. All the candidates that had to run really far to the right to win their primaries and get Trump's endorsement to win their primaries and they're all trying to whitewash it, right? We've covered it before, people deleting stuff off their websites, trying to appear more moderate, um, you know, trying to avoid supporting like the big lie or anything like crazy on abortion. Hey, I wanted your take on how successful has that been now that it's had time to burn in a little bit? And, and can anyone really do it? And I think it's really tough to do. You know, it's increasingly
1: hard for these Trumpist candidates to appear moderate in, in, in general elections. In fact, when they try to do it, they actually lose some of their MAGA base. So it, it and it's particularly hard when every day another bit of news or facts come out sort of exposing what happened on January 6th, the big lie itself being a big lie, uh, the violence. Uh, and I think that's becoming increasingly clear, the violence that was inspired, not just that day, but now, um, you know, we're starting to see these numbers where, where, you know, Literally 15 million Americans believe that uh, they should use force to to make sure Trump's not indicted. Well, that the more that kind of fervor is out there and the more there are people on the right saying stuff like that, it makes it tougher if you're a MAGA candidate. Uh, one, do you support that stuff? And two, and they increasingly do use violent language in their speeches. We're seeing that. Uh, and at the same time, if you try to moderate from that, are those folks going to you, you know, it's only, uh, you know, five percent of the election but, uh, electorate, but they need all five percent of those violent crazies. Right. So to be competitive. So I think it's 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 really tough. You look at uh, Arizona Masters went hard right in the primary and is trying to delete the the Trump anti-abortion stuff from his website uh and appear moderate. It's it's clearly not working. You know, New Suffolk poll has him down forty-nine to forty-two uh, with Mark Kelly in the lead there at 49. Uh, and importantly, he's losing independence by fifteen points. So which is
0: huge in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you you see this and, you know, other polls have uh you know masters unfavorables through the roof compared to other candidates. You know, Hobbes, uh the Democratic candidate for for governor, has a forty six positive, forty two negative Lake uh her crazy maga opponent 43 positive, 53 negative kelly's 50 46 masters 37 54 now lake's not far behind him you know she's at 43 53 he's at 37 54 that governor's race a little tighter but i think you know it's independents that are that are the problem for these for these trumpist candidates is uh they're just too extreme For even independents that lean Republican.
0: Well, I I think the 538 did an analysis, but in in the new Suffolk poll, I think they literally have independents saying that that Masters is, quote, slippery, unquote. So it's clear that they're kind of, they don't want to see, the the MAGA base does not want to see their people kind of turning around and basically abandoning them to get general election votes.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. And, you know, so I think that's part of what's happening here. Like they said, they're sort of, you know, between a rock and a hard place. If they if they try to moderate, they 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 look slippery and lose their uh lose elements of the MAGA base. If they hold on and, and uh talk crazy to energize the MAGA base and get them out, uh they push away independence. And a lot of Republican women, younger Republicans, college-educated Republicans. So that's happening.
0: Joe, I do want to ask you, you mentioned the governor's race, and this kind of gets to some of our reader questions, but you mentioned it's a lot tighter. What do you make of the fact that those same polls that have you know, a pretty big split, Masters losing by seven, but Carrie Lake's only losing by like one or two to Katie Hobbs?
1: Well, I mean, a couple of things. One, as I pointed out, Lake's negatives are, are approaching... Uh, not quite there yet, but the, her fave unfave is, is uh, approaching Masters uh, numbers uh, uh, once. The, the second thing I'd point out, look, is, is Masters is running against a white male astronaut hero. I'm talking in terms of maybe getting a few more Republicans to come over, um, a few, it, it may be easier for him to attract Bannon line voters, uh, voters that that we all think, you know, in the Lincoln Project are, are gettable uh, for Democrats. That doesn't mean she won't get them as well. But I just think that that's part of the factor here. Uh, and she is in the lead. She does have much better favorables than uh, uh, than Lake. And so I, you know, again, and you see that fifteen point independent split that's going on in Arizona. I'd still rather be a Democrat. Running against the crazy MAGA lake in this uh, in Arizona, you know, and that's the point. Even in Arizona, look, we keep talking about this, but these are supposed with with Biden's numbers being where they are, and they've got to be even lower in Arizona. These people should they they shouldn't be competitive, you know. We they they we should be getting drilled out there, right? Instead. Um, they've gone out, they've done the crazy, they you, you know, and and Katie Hobbs is running against a Kerry Lake MAGA cult, you know, conspiracy nut. Now, even in Arizona, because you know, because it it is Arizona, that's gonna make Kerry Lake's gonna get votes, folks. You know, this is gonna turn out in Arizona, I think again, to be two things. Do Democrats, do women who are energized by the Dobbs decision come out? And and do enough. band in line, uh, voters, uh, Republicans, former Republicans, Republican leaning independents, come across and vote. Many of them for the first time for Democrats. And certainly, you know, Lincoln Project. We go after those ban in line uh, voters as much as we can uh, in states like Arizona. And at the same time, as I said, I think that's why Kelly, uh, you know, astronaut. You know, served his country. You know, patriotic leader. It's it. Those in line voters are coming to him a little earlier, I think. And so I think you know that's the the thing here. Can we get the Democrat? Can we get the energetic turnout that we need, and at the same time get some of those in line voters to come across for Katie Hobbs? Given that you know Carrie Lake again, her favorable unfave is starting to line up along with masters.
0: This brings up kind of a, a broader macro point, Joe. In, in your experience in the past, have you seen any kind of, is it more likely that midterm voters will will split their ticket versus in like a big presidential? Well, I mean, first
1: of all, we're seeing a lot less ticket splitting voting in any elections anymore because of the polarization and, and how sort of tribal uh, the politics has gotten. The one thing I'd say more likely is voter drop off. In other words, they, they they come in to vote for Kelly, or they come in to to vote uh, for Katie Hobbs, and that was the race they're really interested in. And I mean, I'm I'm talking about if you're a Republican woman, for instance, and you come in and you you're coming in to vote for Hobbs because of uh, the Dobbs decision, and you want a governor, you know, et cetera. The thing that I think mitigates, you know, that makes it more likely that they do both candidates there. Is you know the Senate actually decides whether who the next judges are, right? So I, I mean, so you know, so I don't, I don't even know if we'll see the drop off thing. I think where we may see the drop off, and this is really important. So in other words, what happens is you, the republic- you come in, you vote for Kelly, you vote for Dobbs, but you're a Republican who would normally that would either be somebody who would split later on, or, or you know whatever they, you know, do they stay in the booth? And vote pro-democracy for Secretary of State and some of the other offices uh that go down lower, or do they just do that, do they come in and, and walk away? I think it's that's the issue here, not not ticket splitting, but how how deep down do some of these voters that would normally not be um, you know, particularly in a state like Arizona, voting for for a Democrat for governor or senator? Uh they come in. They're motivated by Dobbs or, or something else, and they, and they vote uh, with us. Do they stay in the, vo- in the booth and vote go, then do they split? Do they go back right and vote right. Republican for Secretary of State? That's where I'm a little bit concerned for those down ballot races because, as you know, I mean Secretary of State in Arizona <laughs> may be as important as the Senate race or the governor's race, depending on you know on how things turn out there in 2024
0: Yeah, yeah. And I have one more follow up here. So, and it, one more thing on the Arizona, because this was interesting in Virginia last year, and, and obviously with with masters and a lot of the MAGA candidates trying to kind of moderate. As a campaign manager, when you're if if we kind of rewind the clock a little bit, how do you balance what you got to do to win a primary versus then kind of keeping an eye towards the general against a candidate where you're probably going to have to be at least a little bit more moderate.
1: Well, I mean, it's a different problem for a Republican candidate, a GOP candidate um, in, in these primaries. Uh, uh, normally, you're in each party, you can be primaried by somebody, you know, in the Democratic Party, primaried by somebody on your left, uh, Republican Party, obviously primaried by a, a mega cult member, right? the The difference is, that the extremism in the Republican Party right now, the mega extremist wing of the party is so strong that you get pulled so far to the right. And there's no way to stop that. I mean, if you do, and we've seen this repeatedly, primary after you. primary, they abandon it. Yeah. No, well, one, you're going to get killed. I mean, if, if there's a, a, a cult candidate to your right in the Republican Party, name me a rhino that's won. I mean, maybe Molinar. You know, who is he really? Mar- Rhino? No, that you cannot win that primary unless you go far, far right. I'm not saying that thing doesn't happen. A case, you know, happen in the Democratic Party. But if you think the Democratic left is extreme, it's not as far out there. You can win. You can moderate. You can thread the needle. There's a better bigger chance of that uh, if you're if you're in a party where. The wings are not that, yeah, there's big splits in the, in the party, but they're not a chasm like you had. I mean, to the point now where there are no what they would call rhinos left in the party, they've purged them all already. So now you've got in a lot of these primaries, two extremists running against each other, trying to be more extreme uh, to win the, the, the extreme base of their party. There's no way you can come back from that. I mean, it's just too, it's too obvious. You know, I, you're, you're trying to be the most extreme pro-life ban abortion at inception, and the next thing you're trying to do is erase your website uh, of any commentary right. on on abortion you know it's it, it it just looks I mean it's just too obvious and it's too clear what's going on and no one believes it anyway it's like uh officer uh, Fanon uh, was talking about the the trial yesterday. I'm not switching subjects, but the his attacker gets up and and kind of like says that he wants to apologize, you know, et cetera, sort of so the judge will give him a, a an easier sentence. And then uh, as they're walking out after the sentencing, the entire family turns around, and starts calling uh, Officer Bonone a, a piece of shit. You know, that's it's kind of obvious what's going on there. Well, this is the same thing that's happening with some of these uh, these nutcase extreme candidates, the anger, their hatred, and now all of a sudden, they're trying to like you know, you know, a softer, less loud, uh, and erase what I said in the primaries. It's 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 very tough to do. And I th- and I think again, every day another candidate in the party says something crazy who and it affects and it impacts the entire party. That's why I, I keep going back to New York nineteen with Molinaro, uh, who isn't who wasn't among the most extreme. Candidates the Republican Party's nominated this year, and he gets beat by Ryan, who outperforms Biden in a in a toss up kind of district. Uh, that 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 what happened to Molinaro just sort of tells you this this the crazy taint in the party has gone across the the board. Like look, this morning I read that Carl uh, Rove is also adjusting downward his take on the numbers of uh, of House seats that Republicans are going to win. I think he he was saying earlier you know 35 to 40 seats today he he says it's going to be uh less than that closer to 20 seats i think is is what uh the report i read that sort of indicative of of how it is you know I, where i would disagree with with carl and by the way i've done uh you know, for years, I was uh, an analyst uh, counter to him. And I respect, I mean, I re- regardless of what you think about Carl, uh, his ability to read campaigns and to uh, look at the numbers and really project pretty accurately what's going to happen. I think there's there's still, I mean, I would put it more in the, you, you know, could Democrats, we could lose 10 seats, maybe pick up yeah, I mean, maybe hold on to the House by, you know, three, four, maybe five at most, uh, but mostly, you know, barely held on two, three seats. Uh, and I think what what it's it, what's happening is and what's people are missing, including Carl, and we'll see, is this 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 exact point that they have a number even in these toss up districts, particularly in these toss up districts, candidates that are too far, too extreme tainted by the entire party writ large about trump and what's happening um the trials of these uh of you know proud boys oath keepers and others that are happening you know things that roger stone saying the the dobbs decision uh which i think clearly made it a you know a clearly i think writ large made people aware of how extreme you know voting republican can have an impact of how extreme the court's gotten And I think that's happening, too. And I think, you know, what I'm saying is, is when you see Karl Rove adjusting literally by half where, you know, the numbers of uh, House seats he thinks Republicans will gain, that trend is clearly impacting it. By the way, we've got 40 days, you know, uh, six weeks left. I think, as I've said from the beginning, um, I think it's going to be harder and harder for them to keep enough of their candidates' mouths shut. Uh, So they're going to say more crazy things, anything, any shoe could drop in any of these Trump investigations. There's going to be another January 6th uh, committee hearing, uh, the last one. There's all kinds of things, uh, including, by the way, what's happening in the Ukraine, in in Ukraine with Russia. You know, if, if Ukraine causes the collapse of Putin's, you know, military in anywhere in the next 40 days, something like that, anything, I'm not predicting any of that. I'm just saying that there, I'd much. I I think things are going to get progressively worse. Um, so when you see Carl already lowering the number of seats, you know down towards 20, I think that trend is clear. Everybody, you know, Cook Report 538, Fox's
0: own projections, yeah,
1: yeah, Fox's own projections, right, show that that it's uh, a lot of them saying, you know, you know, single digit losses. Uh, so. I think that trend is is locked in and I, it could worsen. Uh, now, we need that and we need to get our votes out and we need them to I keep saying that we can count on them to keep doing the crazy.
0: So, Joe, we do have a little time today to get to some good reader questions. And a lot of them this week were kind of coming in and, and asking from kind of your experience as a campaign manager. So I figured we'd, we'd really get into that today. And there are two questions, one from Mary, one from Jeff, they are basically the same, but... They wanted to know how much more room to maneuver do campaigns still have at this point, and how much of, of the cake is baked. It's
1: it's not so much that it's baked; it's that strategically, you know, as a campaign manager, you have to get your votes out, and you also know, you know what, whether it's the bannon line voters or women. With Dobbs, I mean, you're you're going to start fine tuning. It's not changing the message; it's fine tuning the targeting. I mean, making sure that with the resources you have, every woman in your target group knows, you know, gets the message that they need to vote because of you know what's happening with the Dobbs decision and 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 women's rights. If you believe women's health, uh, you know, uh, if you know that's what their issue is, um it look there's all, all these things we just talked about that are happening right and people you need to get every single one of your voters out and you also need to know look persuasion in a polarized race like this um you're talking about trying to move one two points you're not there's not a lot of persuadable voters out there so i think at this point it starts to turn into how do you? What mechanisms? Your field program, your door knocking, uh, your your analytics deliver the right digital messages um, to women, or or to to you know any other uh, to younger men who are more likely to prioritize safe abortion access a, as a key voting issue post Dobbs as well. So it's it's literally figuring out as a campaign manager with whatever you know, look you. Each of these campaigns has different level of resources. certainly, your your broadcast television, uh, your bigger messaging has to be to a broader audience. You don't want to push voters away that you can win by you know uh, running an ad on television that uh, that is yeah, it's, it may get your base out, but it's going to push independents away. yeah, you, that Republicans may have to do that, but Democrats do not. That's a big advantage. So you, you'll have, you, you, you know, those that have that kind of money will be on television with broader messages. But I think at this point, you start to turn everything in these last few weeks to the specific, where are you, you going to get 3% of, of suburban women to move from the Republican column to the Democrat uh, column? Where are you going to move younger voters uh, to get to get, and make sure that they vote? Uh, Where where are you sending your organizers and your volunteers um, to door knock? And I don't think at this point you're going to be sending people to doors that you think with the notion that they can persuade them. You know, you're not knocking on a Trump voters door saying, hey, vote Democrat right No, It's not going to happen. But where where are the people that you need to knock on the doors? You know, find uh, what do they need to make sure they vote? Are they voting early? Uh, do they you know, do they need help getting to the polls? Uh, are they registered? Uh, you know, I mean, it, 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 if the registration is still open, uh, all these kinds of things, I think, are where you go the last of uh, uh, th- these last weeks.
0: So, and Joe, this is from Alicia, and it, I know the answer to this question, but I, I think people want to hear from you. How much do you trust polling versus your gut at this point in the cycle and and what use can getting polls out now still really do for a campaign as a campaign manager
1: well look I mean you look the the, the thing people don't you know keep to, do making the mistake and the press does this too it uh, does this work <laughs> the bigger mistake is you you know putting paying so much attention to the head to head uh numbers in these polls first of all they the the head-to-head m- matters in some ways. Like, it, look, if the incumbent is ahead by two points, but it's 42-40, that's different than being ahead by two points, uh, 51-49. You know, uh, an incumbent at 51-49, there's no, I mean, I'm using numbers where there's no undecideds, uh, has an excellent chance of winning. Uh, an incumbent at 42-40, uh, that's going to be a problem, my friends. Yeah, you're in deep. Crap! You know, in the in the Jones, uh, uh, Doug Jones campaign in Alabama in 2017, as you know, Alex, well aware, you were there uh, every day with me. You know, we had two tracking polls a night in that campaign, and you know, wh- one thing, you know, our listeners, I think it, it was one poll came in around one thirty in the morning, if I remember right, and the second track came in around three thirty four in the morning. And you know, intellectually you understand that you could wake up at six in the morning and read them both. But the truth be told, if I recall you we both wake wake up around uh, you know one thirty, couldn't wait for to see the damn thing. And then, you know, at four wake up again, see that one, and by you know, six that's if
0: we went back to we went sleep back to in between sleep. the two of but them. But
1: the thing about it was don't didn't look at the head. The head to head was bouncing all over from you know one point four points down to four points up. Uh, actually, I don't think it was ever four points up. But you know we'd be up for a yeah. couple uh, nights. It it was underneath looking at all the different numbers underneath on the issues, and it was really clear uh, that we needed to really focus on energizing and turning out the African-American community, black community in, in, in Alabama, from those numbers. Uh, it was fascinating because as much as Doug had done, I mean, he, this is a guy who had prosecuted the uh, Klan for uh, the bombing of the 16th Street uh, uh, Baptist Church in, uh, in Birmingham, like chased them, you know, for years. I mean, literally, these, they hadn't been prosecuted, um, you know, for decades. And and Jones brought them to justice. What was fascinating was looking at the younger numbers, younger uh, voters in the community, African-American community who were like oblivious. to. I mean, if you were 65, 60, you remembered um, the courage of this guy and how ten- how tenacious he was to take the Klan on and prosecute him and succeed at it. And if you were 24 you had no idea. Some of them didn't know that the, there had been a church bombing, or and it was also kind of like, yeah, so, but what's he done lately? Kind of thing. So we we really started to focus on reaching out, educating, uh, making sure that younger cohort understood who Doug Jones was, how committed he was to civil rights and to their future education, other things, uh, kitchen table issues that, that he talked about. And and it made the difference in that in that race. So you now you look at you know the McCarthy putting out his uh, rebranded commitment to America message.
0: I'm really curious
1: how's that going for him? Americans hate it. Uh, It's 24 points underwater Uh, when you when you message it. And just let me read you how they messaged it in the Navigator poll: a plan that would place additional restrictions on abortion access spend taxpayer dollars to complete a wall at the southern border, and repeal the Inflation Reduction Act, meaning Medicare would no longer be able to negotiate lower prescription drug prices. That's the McCarthy commitment to America, folks. When Americans know that, 32% support it, 56% oppose it, including, including, 23% 23% of independents support it. And more importantly, 57% of independents oppose it. So, you know, when you're, so, you know, so when you have that kind of data, that kind of polling right now, yes, the party.
0: Then you can frame yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: How you frame it really matters and where you get your news matters. So, you know, buying strategically is really important. And like I said, you know some of this can be delivered to you know uh uh you know on, on digital social media etc cetera, et cetera. so it's not just uh although this is a message i think by the way that could be pretty devastating on broadcast television if you, if if uh, a campaign has the money to do it um and if and we'll see whether the DCCC, you know whether the the party committees decide to put major bucks in some of these uh Key markets around that kind of message, but you know the the important thing here is only twenty one percent of Americans say they've heard anything about the commitment uh, to America thing that uh, McCarthy's put out. You know, and here's the interesting thing: if you watch conservative cable news, most have heard about it. OAN and sixty percent have heard it. Fox News just forty four percent. But that just tells you, like, we have this devastating factoid that Americans would be. Rapidly opposed to this new commitment to America that McCarthy's putting out, if they know about it, uh, so you kids, you might see that shift you get get louder here in the last six weeks. We don't we don't know. Uh, certainly, there'll be campaigns that uh, uh, move in this direction. It also plays straight into the too extreme thing that people already believe about the Republican right. Party now. So you you've got this base of. We've banged away on the mega cult. Uh, It's clear to anybody with any uh, open-mindedness at all that the mega cult has taken over the Republican Party and purged anyone that's not in it. And so now the next step is here. And you know what it means? Look at their commitment to America. Bang, 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 bang. You know, put those bullets out there. I'm I'm talking metaphorical on a page, uh, bullet points, not... Not, not the way right wing will Would be with bullets. No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, so we get that really clear. Uh, so I mean, but to make those points repeatedly now and frame it as just the next step step in what the you know if you thought the Dobbs decision was bad, wait till you see their plan um, because that's right. one snake we've made. I think a lot of uh, Democrats and and. and uh, and pro-democracy people have made, is we keep saying, we have a plan, they don't. Joe Biden has a plan, the Republicans have no plan. No, no, folks, the Republicans, they, they, do, do yeah, they do have a plan. Their plan sucks. It's really bad. And I think uh, you could see that, that may be where this now turns.
0: All right, Joe, I think we're going to have to wrap it there today.
1: Oh, man, I was really looking forward to talking about the Italian election results. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening to That trippy Show. We'll be back next week. Uh, remember, if you're listening to this one, go back and check the, the last episode we dropped earlier in the week with Al Franken, our special guest. It, I, I think it was remarkable uh, just to hear him answer the questions. And, and I, I learned things about his family's father that left the you know it really impacted him and the way he he thinks about what's going on now I hope you'll give it a listen we'll be back next week please subscribe to that trippy show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen you can always send us a question to that trippy show at gmail.com or leave us a question in the review on iTunes see you next time